to start so, over. Yeah, so make, I don't even need to say what we no. are because it's just the intro. Yeah. Why? Why? Who we are and why we think you would be interested in our podcast. Okay. okay. You, why don't you tell us? Okay. Interested in the podcast. Uh, I can handle who I am. All right. Three, two, one. Hi, I'm Danielle Renshaw with Ruffle Willow Floral Design. Sarah Shepard with Burdock Farms Weddings and Events. So, yeah, Danielle and I want you to listen in on our podcast to learn how to have the wedding of your dreams with a budget you can afford. Because sometimes we all get on Pinterest, don't we, Danielle? We do. And and we want it to be inspired by other things other than Pinterest. Although we love Pinterest. We do love Pinterest. (laughs) Yes. Just listen in to us every week and hear what we have to share with you. Our, we have 45 plus years of experience with yeah. weddings, planning them, designing them, having a wedding venue, catering, cakes, the whole nine yards. So, yeah, we are here to help you. We're uh, what we think are experts in our field and, and we want you to have your dream wedding without having the stress and the worry and being able to budget and afford it. Sounds like a plan. Okay. Okay. Now, you ready to do the podcast part? Yep. And I'm, since they're going to edit all this, I think we can just free range it. Okay. Let's just free range Because they'll tell us, right, if it sucks. Oh, right? yeah, they will. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to another podcast, Not Your Pinterest Wedding. I'm excited about tonight's episode. How about you, Danielle? Yeah, I'm so excited. Uh, so we're here with Kayla Eaton of Lavender Park Bridal. Hello. Hi. Hi. We are in the cutest little shop. I'm it's, telling you. It's adorable. I die when I see wedding dresses yeah. hanging like that on the yeah. rack. I, well, I'm oh, no. dying for the wallpaper. Yeah. So. Oh, pretty cool, too. Yeah, it is. yeah, I just love it. I love seeing <laughs> wedding you. dresses. Yeah. It's beautiful. Beautiful mm-hmm. shop. Well, thank you very much. A lot of blood, sweat, tears went into it. I was kind of giving Danielle a little preview before we started about how it was literally just me and my team here every night until midnight, 1 a.m., 2 a.m. in the morning doing all of this ourselves. As did a, a great small- job. Thank you so much. Yeah, you, did. you did an excellent job. Yeah, yeah. thank you. I, th- I think people sometimes don't realize as small business owners, we're, what we do. we're everything, you know. I was scrubbing a toilet one time and a guy said to me, what do you, you know, don't you own this place? I'm like, yeah, that's why I'm here doing it. <laughs> well, I always heard if you if you wouldn't do it yourself, you would never ask somebody else. No, and I absolutely. Wouldn't. No. I mean, that's a, a good leader in my mind. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We've done it all at our house and still do it all at our house. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. So we are going to talk wedding dresses tonight. We are. I know that Danielle's got some great yeah. questions to ask. Yeah. Her. So I just want to start off first by telling us a little bit about Lavender Park. Tell us about your company you know, what makes you unique and how you started. Yeah. So I opened my first little shop two minutes down the road in 2019. And what makes us different is that we do everything kind of exclusively for the bride. So what that means is that when she comes in, she has a suite to herself. She has the floor to herself. She is a consultant to herself. The whole experience is about her. And the whole thing is, is like I fell into bridal in 2013. And when I was doing bridal, I noticed that they would have pedestal after pedestal after pedestal in a big old room and then there would be family sitting all around watching you try to make this big decision. And I wanted to make something that was different. 
Yeah. And that's how Lavender Park came to be. Was it a bridal shop that you were working for? Was oh, it- yeah. Like I, I worked for multiple, but 2013, yeah, I, I needed a part-time job gotcha. <laughs> to, to help supplement my income. Gotcha. And that's and it just fell into it. And three days into working there, I was like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 When it comes to wedding dress shopping, what is your best advice you can give couples? Start early. Okay. Start early. How early? And we talked about that, especially with COVID. That is that caused a, a big issue for a lot of brides getting their dresses. But other than that, if COVID wasn't going on, go ahead. Yeah. If COVID wasn't going, Miss Rona, um, if she wasn't <laughs> affecting everybody so terribly, typically you want to have at least six months, but we like eight. And the reason being is you want eight weeks for alterations. Right. And then it takes minimum four months for a dress to come in. That's minimum. That's my short end. Uh, some designers, the higher end you go, it can take eight months for a dress to come in. There was a while there were one of my designers where the price point is around 3000 where it was taking eight months to come in. Yeah. So the earlier you can start, the better, because in this way you can have the luxury of being able to pick out exactly what you want. If you're waiting up until closer to your wedding deadline, you're going to be a lot more limited. Mm-hmm. Um, because we can only get in certain things. We may not be able to get it in the color you like, all of those different things. Yeah. So, and that gives you enough time where you can relax and just schedule your alterations and be ready to go. Yeah. 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 Do, do you do in-house alterations? No, we do not. Okay. Your girl is not that talented. <laughs> <laughs> I have many gifts, so yeah. it's not one. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you have a list of recommendations. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. I've had people ask us to, if we can provide the linens. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm not a laundress. <laughs> I mean, the one thing I am not going to do yeah. is laundry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the steaming and the pressing of the linens. Oh, again. my gosh. Yeah. It's oh, hard wow. work. Mm. Yeah. Uh, for sure. So what is the average price of a wedding dress? I know you mentioned to your higher end 3000 yeah. but what is the average? I know it's going to range all over the place. But. Yeah. So the average nationally is 2000 Okay. Is it really? Yes. Now that's surprising. I would have thought that it would have been a little bit higher Me than too. That. I did too. I and it might have gone up. It might have gone up yeah. a little bit, but last I... The reporting that I got put it at 2000 Now, our store, my I wanted to have a high-end experience that was accessible to all women. Right. So the big thing at my store is that most of my gowns are under 2000 okay. So you come in, you have a high-end experience, you get the experience you deserve, and you can still get a gorgeous, stunning gown for 1500 So my average price point is about 16 Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, that one that I was like ooing and on over with the bell sleeves, yeah. I saw it was only 17 and I was like, that is a really good price point for something that has the sleeves and the details like that one. Yeah. It's very selective with our designers. Uh Yeah. Because there are really great designers out there that do that price point. It's just finding them and carrying them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So who is your favorite designer? I know that's a hard one to pick, but... Um, And why? (laughs) Yeah. So to quote Danielle de Barbarac from Ever After, (laughs) um, I would have... It's so hard because it's like, you. how can you choose your favorite star in the heavens, right? Mm -hmm, I have so many that I just love for different reasons. I will say that the favorite, the one that I love the most that's here at my store is this line called W2. Mm-hmm. And I will say that that's because they have a lot of classic, pretty, clean lines, ethereal, whimsy, while still having that beautiful high-end lace and that beautiful high-end tool yeah. and the texture. And I'm a very touch person. Ooh, I love texture. Yeah. yeah. Too. And so that's my favorite that I have in the store. Gotcha. I bet you had to learn a lot about lace, didn't you? Oh, absolutely. There's so many different kinds of laces. The fabrics 
but I I enjoy it. It's just something that comes naturally. Mm-hmm. I used to make costumes, so I do so a little bit. I, oh, I, see, I know. I know. I knew not, it. Not not to the extent <laughs> of doing bridal alterations, but I sewed and made costumes for theater. Yeah. And so, like, even when I was in high school, like, it was something I thoroughly enjoyed and loved the fabric aspect of it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Well, how do you like? How do you and your consultants like? take a bride's vision and make it come to life as far as like wedding dress shopping for them? Yeah. So the big thing is listening. Yeah. Um, so sometimes you'll have a girl who will come in who will have a Pinterest board mm. filled <laughs> with ball gowns. <laughs> yeah. Filled with ball gowns to the brim. She's like, I want this, 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 and this. Yeah. Right. And you're listening to her and she's like, I really love how my body looks, you know, right now. And like, I really want to show that off and like do this. And, you know, you just listen. And when you're listening, listening, you could say, you know what? Hey girl, I know our board is filled with this, but do me a favor. Let's throw in a wild card and try on something different. That's good that you do that. Mm -hmm. Because when I went dress shopping with my daughter, I said, you need to try something on other than what you keep thinking you want. Yeah. Because you might, that might not be really what your style. So that's good that you do mm, that. Absolutely. And listening to them. So if you change minds, so if you had one that had something oh, dead all set. All the time, all the time, because you you have one of my favorite questions that I ask is, what is your aesthetic? Mm. And the reason being is those two words that they give you, because it's usually about two, can tell you everything. Yeah. And when she comes in and she's like, my aesthetic is vintage glam or my aesthetic is boho natural, you know, yeah. all of these different beautiful things, you can kind of help, you know, steer them in the direction that they want to be in if they don't even realize it. Um, So like I said, they might have a Pinterest board filled with ball gowns, Mm -hmm. but they're like, I want a boho natural wedding. And so you can help point them in that right direction. And that's actually what they really want. Because the whole point is making sure that they leave here happy, not with something that didn't fit their vision and their dream. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I found that really hard. I know with flowers with me, until they have their wedding dress, it's really hard to get them a quote together because they feel like that their quote can depend on your wedding dress and your venue. Because if you think you're going with a classic elegant, but then you end up getting like a boho real fun, it's really hard to fit those same aesthetics into, you know, the weddings. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I love that you asked about the aesthetics. I always ask for adjectives Mm -hmm. uh, to help me like pinpoint what they need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I guess I did too. I just say, what's your vision yeah. as far as mm-hmm. your venue? Do you find it hard with Pinterest? We love Pinterest, obviously. <laughs> we do love Pinterest. We <laughs> want to clear that up. <laughs> they can sponsor us if they'd like. We would love for them to sponsor us. Yeah, but do you find it really hard with Pinterest and there being such a so many images out there to help brides narrow it down? Or does it help you? Honestly, I think it makes it harder in a lot of regard just because there are dresses on Pinterest that are couture, couture, couture. Don't have a price yes. tag. That, that don't have a price tag on them that maybe Vera Wang designed once for her in-show game, Mm -hmm. right? And they're like, I want this. And the problem with that is that that dress would cost you like Mm $50,000. And two, finding something in a $2,000 price point that looks like that is going to be difficult. Now, we can make a lot of additions. We can do a lot of customizations that people don't realize you can do to kind of achieve that dream and try to get you as close as possible. But that's the aspect in my world that kind of makes it a little bit difficult because none of them have price tags. Yes. <laughs> and that's something we talked about mm-hmm. in 
previous episodes, there is no price tag on Pinterest. Yeah. It does make it very hard. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you're having, you know, you're pinning all these million dollar, you know, ideas and in your budget's closer to 20000 Right. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. Yeah. So how do you feel about colored wedding dresses? I love them. I truly do, because when you're taking pictures, you can see all the detail in the gown. Um, so we have every, about that. every dress out here. If we can get it in a color, it's here in a color, because I feel like a color one is a lot harder to envision. And everybody's version of champagne is different. right? Yes. And two, you can really see the detail when you're trying them on. Of course, we always give the girl an option for ivory as well. But I love the colored weddings just because they photograph so beautifully and they look so beautiful with the flowers. So I'm a big fan personally. Do you have you sold a lot of colored wedding dresses? Most of them. I mean, honestly, because once they see how the lace pops on there and then I can hold up an ivory, ivory dress, ivory, ivory or ivory champagne, Yes, you know, and show them both. Nine times out of 10, they tend to veer towards the other like, yes, I can see everything in Mm -hmm. this one. I can see all the beautiful sparkle. I can see all the beautiful floral appliques. Whereas in something that's ivory, ivory, it blends in. It almost looks like you're just wearing a plain white dress. Mm -hmm. Um, So I absolutely adore the colored dresses. That's great. I like the colored dresses too. I feel like a lot of people have gravitated towards that blush undertone. Yes. I like that. Mm -hmm. And how do you feel like it, like when a girl comes in based on their skin tone, do you help them make the decision on like colors based on their skin tone at all? One of my designers has customizable like nude net. And I uh-huh. say nude because it's just that sheer netting. Right. Yes. But we can customize it based on skin tone in that regard. I always kind of try to tell girls not to go with stark white. The reason why I say ivory, ivory, or ivory is because, first of all, nobody's teeth are that color, that mm. bright white color. Yeah. So no matter what color your skin tone is, your teeth are going to look yellow. Mm-hmm. And then not only that, but it also kind of gives off a bluish tone, right? right? Whereas an ivory, you know, warms you Okay. and looks good next to your a lot of people's skin tones and doesn't make your teeth look yellow. Yeah, that's good. I never thought about I that. I never thought of that either, but it's true. Yeah, You're yeah. right. Nobody does have bright white uh-uh. teeth. Why would you get a bright white dress? Yeah. I mean, unless you were getting married to the beach, I could kind of understand if you're in the sun on the beach. I see a bright white dress, but that's just me. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. definitely. So, What are you seeing like new trends? What are you seeing out there? Well, right now, the biggest thing in bridal is clean lines. Mm. A thousand percent. We've had, I call it mid-century modern dresses is what I call it. Oh, I love that term. Because it is very much so 50s and 60s lines. Yeah, I love them. I think they're beautiful. Oh, did y'all see Ariana Grande's dress today? No. Oh, she posted it. And it was that clean line Vera Wang made it for. Beautiful. Um, Did she get married? Yeah. Okay, girl. (laughs) Where have you been? No, right. We're, we're in the wedding business. And you, you did not know about somebody know. getting married. Um, so, um, Danielle, sorry. her ring is stunning. Go look it up. Um, but yeah, she wore this clean line dress. I think Hillary Duff wore a clean line dress. She really she, did. Oh, and she had the capes on yes, it. Yes, she like, did. Beautiful. I saw that one. Yeah. Yes. Are capes still? Pretty well, popular? I have, yes, they uh-huh. are. So I haven't haven't sold it too much mm-hmm. um, here in Clarksville, but it is something that is trending. The clean line look, though, is really, really popular. Yeah. That's what Jessica's going to wear, I know. Yeah. I know that's what she's going to wear when she gets married. <laughs> I just had a bride, and I mean, 
her body is amazing, mm-hmm. like that bride was. Mm-hmm. And I mean, she could have pulled off any dress, you know, those mm-hmm. ones that you're like super jealous of. Yes. Like, ugh. And when we went to the bridal store, and I don't go to a lot of fittings and bridal stuff with my clients, but I did with her. And and she kept pulling like lace and really like intricate designs. And I said, girl, with that body, you just need clean. Yeah. And that's what she ended up going with clean and did, like you said, she altered it and put some rhinestones on the sleeves and, and that kind of thing. And I love that. Yeah. But I think that that is really trending is more classic clean lines. And then you can really jazz it up with a cool veil. So you have this beautiful clean line dress and then you can put a star veil or a gold veil or an ombre veil with it. Oh, an ombre veil? Yes, absolutely. that sounds amazing. That sounds cool. Uh Yeah, I have designers that make them in all different colors and the like detailing on some of these veils now and it's really stands out with a clean line dress. Oh, that is so cool. How do you feel about veils? You think, are you a veil? Are you a pro veil? I am biased. I love them. I'm team Uh, team veil all the way. Are you team veil? What about you? You seem like you're iffy. (laughs) I I just think it depends on the dress and the bride. And yeah, I wore a little skull cap Mm -hmm. with a veil that Mm -hmm. came out the back. Mm -hmm. But I think it just depends on the bride and the mood and where they are. And, you know, I had two. I had a cathedral long one for the church. You know, it was first United Methodist, and I had the birdcage bell because I got married 13 oh, years ago. I love that. Yeah. I like bird yeah, cages. Me too. Yeah. I think those are cool. Yeah. I do well, too. Yeah. The, the thing is, unless you're Catholic, like this is the only time you get to wear one. So yeah. why not rock it at least? Well, this is true. Yeah, just for and some then, pictures. And then mm-hmm. um, you could take it off later. It's yeah. not something that has to be permanent. Mm-hmm. So I'm always like, girl, just take one for pictures and Trust me, your photographer will love you. And then you can chuck it later. Yeah. Do you know, I know you said you don't do in-house alterations, but do you know like the average cost of alterations and what they can expect when they go to Absolutely. So now I'm a little bit skewed on where my information comes from. So in Nashville, like if you're in a big city, um, the average ticket can run you six to $800 for alterations. We have a girl here in Clarksville that has been in bridal alterations for eight years, does it out of her home, and her average ticket is $350 to $400. Wow. So it just depends on who you go to. The big thing that I would recommend with alterations is every quilting grandma will tell you that they can do your bridal alterations. They cannot. (laughs) Um, It is a very different skill set. Every time you see one of those brides who's pulling up the top of her dress the entire time, she's at the wedding, that was a quilting grandma who did those alterations. Yeah. yeah. That was yeah. not a professional who has experience I'm in alterations. That is a quote. <laughs> I love that. Don't let your quilting grandma alter your dress. No. Uh, so when they come to um, a wedding dress shop, should they bring all their undergarments? What do you normally see people like Needing. Oh, that's a really good question. Like I hadn't thought about. It. Yeah, I would like it if they would just wear undergarments. <laughs> <laughs> that that would be a big plus for me. Um, but what if they're not going to at their wedding? I, so I mean, I've been doing this. <laughs> Because that's um, possible, you know. Yeah, that that's, I mean, that's the whole. True. That's the whole. Sometimes to see it all. Though. <laughs> sometimes that can be a selling feature of a dress. Yeah. Oh, look at easy access. <laughs> Here's the thing, like, when, at least when you come in here, you are trying on multiple dresses and other yeah. girls have to try them on yeah. as well. So if you could at least wear that. a panty, that would be great. Yeah, I get that. Um, you know, so when they come in, my thing is, is um, if you feel more comfortable in shapewear, wear the shapewear. If you don't feel more comfortable in shapewear, don't wear the shapewear. Yeah. However, you're going to feel the most comfortable on your day. That's how you should come here. 
you don't need your shoes. You don't need any of that until um, alterations. Yeah. Ah, Okay. Mm -hmm. So, but most wedding dresses do have like built-in boning or like Mm -hmm. stuff to help, you know, that shape you shape wear too. Mm -hmm. Didn't used to be that way, honey. Yeah. You had to wear all that stuff underneath. Yeah, it was like, had like a corset, like a built-in like corset. Thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it didn't help. That I much. felt like Wonder Woman. I had all that darn armor on underneath my dress. Really? <laughs> Not easy access. <laughs> Not at all. I mean, Not with, at all. With designer, a lot of them do, and that's what you pay for. Yeah, um, you get all of that built-in, so you don't have to go buy the expensive right. undergarments unless you or shapewear unless you absolutely want to. Yeah. So are y'all? Are y'all? Oh gosh, country. Are you all? <laughs> I love it. That's fine. We size are from Kentucky. Size yes. exclusive. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> what size ranges do you carry? Are you size exclusive? So, yes, we are very size inclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually had to fight with designers about this yeah. because of the fact that you, okay, let me put it this way. If you go into a normal bridal, and I don't want to say a normal bridal salon, but if you go to a lot of bridal salons in bigger cities, right, mm-hmm. the biggest size that they will carry is a size 10 or 12, which in bridal, bridal sizing is romper room. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, it's always so it's, smaller, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So a size 10, especially in a higher end gown, I can't put on a size six mannequin. Mm. Girl, it is not you. Okay. <laughs> I am putting, a, I always tell yeah. me, bridal sizing is garbage. And they shouldn't even like And why, why did they do that? I, I have no idea. I think it should be vanity sizing like the loft. Mm. But where you go in and you're like, wow, I'm an extra small. When did that happen? <laughs> oh, this is fantastic. Um, but unfortunately, it just works the other way. Yeah. And so there's a lot lot of bridal shops that where if they do have a plus section or they do have sizes that go up to a size 30 or a size 32, it's the same dang dress. It has straps. It has the A-line and it comes here at the, like at the yeah. end of your waist yeah. or just below. And that's it. Yeah. So the reason why I had to fight with designers is I wanted to bring in cool stuff. I have a star dress back yeah. there in a size 24W that is gold with big stars on that. Um, and it's beautiful on on a plus woman. Yeah. And I want to see that. I will absolutely, yeah, I'll show you. But it is, one of the big things is my designers were like, that's not going to sell in plus, that's not going to sell in plus, don't carry it. And I was like, I don't care. I want girls who may not be a standard size to be able to have somewhere to go and get something cool or fun for their or wedding. Different, or different or unique. Or, yes. Yeah. Just like everybody else can, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So being size inclusive was one of my top five priorities when I opened up my business. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So what were your other priorities then? Um, having having a, a unique experience, mm-hmm. like you're the only one in here shopping. Mm-hmm. That was... Yes. Size inclusivity was a big one. My best friend is size 26. Mm-hmm. And I've been shopping with her multiple times where you walk into even just like an old Navy and there's nothing that she can try on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for me, that was really, really important. The other thing is, is like feeling like the bride that this was her shop. Mm-hmm. Like when she comes in, like everybody's excited to see her. We remember her. We want her pictures after her. We yeah. After she gets married, we want to show her off. Yeah. You know, we're proud of her and excited for her. And we're team bride, mm-hmm. a thousand percent. The other thing is, is the designers that I carry. I w- again, I wanted to make sure I had cool stuff. Yeah. I didn't want to just have boring. We do have a lot. Of, I, I don't want to call traditional boring. It's not. Right. It's not at all. It's, it's not just at traditional. All. It's just traditional. But I wanted to make sure we had dresses with feathers on them, stars, you know, yeah. different things mm-hmm. that people in Clarksville, Tennessee could come and get and not have to drive to Atlanta. Yeah. You know, and so those are some of the biggest things when I opened my store, what I was looking to do. Cool. Speaking yeah. of Atlanta, is bridal market not like your favorite thing in the whole world? When I first opened my store, it was in been. Oh, it's amazing. I, I died probably. I have there. never been either. <gasps> oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so he, hear me out. So, <laughs> I'm, going, I'm, going, I'm going this year. Yeah. I opened my store in 2019. Oh, right, that makes sense. Right when bridal market was happening. And I was like, you know what, guys? I'm swamped. I'm opening a store. Mm-hmm. Let me... That's when you finally get your credentials to right. be able to go to bridal market. So I was like, I'll go next year. Well, what happened next year? Yeah. Again, Miss Rona. And yeah. she shut down both bridal markets. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, this will be my <laughs> Yeah. So this will be my first year actually going to bridal market. I'm scared. It's y'all. overwhelming. I'm scared. I'm gonna buy everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is gonna be so bad for my pocketbook. Yeah. Yeah. So when when I went with a boutique and a wedding business that's no longer there. And I went as a buyer. Of course, she did most of the buying, but it was so overwhelming then. And I can't imagine what it's like now. And especially coming in from a year that not, there was not yeah, anything. It's really going to be, be crazy. I feel like it'll be over the top and mm-hmm. everything is, yeah. which I feel like that's going to be for 2022, 23, and 24. Weddings are going to be like over the whoa. top. I, Do I you really think, so? think so? I really think so. Mm. Mm-hmm. We have, I've heard several of my friends say that they were waiting to get engaged they had the ring, they had the everything, and they were waiting to get engaged until Miss Rona died down and they could get engaged like this summer. Yeah. So this way next next year is probably gonna be even crazier yeah. than this year for sure. Yeah. yeah. I think it's gonna be really big. Yeah. It seems like it's crazy anyway. I I, I mean I'm getting calls about this fall. Yeah. And I'm like, honey, I know. Man, I mean, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. If you'll take a Sunday, we can accommodate you. Sunday weddings are great. We yes. saw that last time. They yeah. are. I love a Sunday wedding. Yeah, me too. They're a lot more laid back. Mm-hmm. So I had a girl crying and call me crying today because she wants to get married on a Sunday. She went to uh, this is off topic a little yeah, bit, but go ahead. she went to another venue and the woman made her feel so bad at that venue about wanting to get married on a Sunday. She wow. goes, "Oh, you will be miserable getting married. Nobody will come to your wedding. It'll be." Oh, I already know. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> trying to upcharge her. Yeah, I said, yeah. "Honey, the only reason she said that to you is because she wants you to." Do a Saturday wedding. She yeah. wants more money out of you. Mm. You have your wedding on the day you want. If you want to get married on a Tuesday, by God, get married on a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's your wedding. <laughs> yeah. You just don't Don't do listen that. to a wedding venue or wedding vendor. Do you, girl. Do you. <laughs> Gosh. That's why I wanted to tell you that story. Yeah. Uh-huh. I know mean, you uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Kayla, if you did not own a bridal store, what would be your dream job? I actually have thought about this quite a bit. And unfortunately, I'm not very skilled at it. But I know that I would love to have been an opera singer, um, which sounds, you know, like so off topic. But I How love theater. Sing? I love theater. I And I love opera. And I have loved it and breathed it ever since I was like 14 years old. And so it's one of my absolute favorite things. Well, this is kind of theater. Yes, I mean, it is a little bit. A, yes. we- a wedding is a theater. Yeah. Is theater can be very and that's theater. probably why I love it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This whole experience here <laughs> every day, Governor <laughs> Park, it's theater. Isn't every, it? Every group is so different. Yeah, and um, it's hard. And you learning being a chameleon. I bet I absolutely. And in. being team bride, one thousand percent the whole way. You know, the group that you bring with you to your bridal appointment is the most important people that you need to bring with you. Yeah, who do you suggest? Be, it does not need to be 10 people, does not need to be seven people. I always recommend only bringing three at most. I agree with you on that. A thousand. Yes, uh-huh. because you're going to have those people in there with their opinion. And it's, mm-hmm. I seem to have seen more issues out of bridesmaids than like a parent or a sister or mm-hmm. a sibling. It's a, another bridesmaid who maybe didn't have the wedding she wanted to have or didn't have the dress that she wanted to have. Mm-hmm. So she's got to interject 
her opinion on you. Yeah, and unfortunately, we get a lot of momzillas, is what we call them. We get, um, I get more momzillas than I do bridezillas, too. Absolutely, a thousand percent. So yes. we had a girl standing here on this pedestal looking beautiful in a dress, and her mom turned to her and said, you know, this dress, what would make this dress better? If we got you a boob job. No way. Um, Not even kidding. Oh, that would break Who my heart. Yeah. that to their daughter? Or, you know, if you just lost 30 pounds, you could wear anything in the store. And it's always from a mom, and I don't know why that is. You know, I'm not a therapist. Um, but unfortunately, we do get a lot of momzillas. But with that being said, it's a lot easier to manage a mom and a sister, maybe a maid of honor, as opposed to having a giant group around you where somebody who's in the group. So we had an aunt the other weekend who, when she got married, she got married in 1976, I think it was. <laughs> and so the only thing that was available was stark white, right? Yes. And so all of these colors were coming onto the scene and yes. she thought they were all hideous. Yeah. Just because they weren't stark white. Mm -hmm. And she kept saying, this is hideous. This is hideous. This is hideous. Even though the bride's in tears in love with a dress. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I can't. It's hideous because it's not stark white. Let's and, read the room. Let's not be like, yeah. so how do you manage that when you see the bride in tears and you see this family member? Sign? What do you how do you navigate that? It depends on the situation, um, obviously. But in that particular moment, my consultant had really hit it off with the bride. And so she took her out to the front. She was like, girl, we're going to chat you know, and took her away and let her see herself in the front lobby mm -hmm. and just sat there and process on her own for a minute. Yeah. Because sometimes removing yourself from that situation, then what will happen is the consultant will come back in and lay down the law. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. um, so you all do lay down the law. A little bit, like not into the context where we're like, you're being ugly and pointing oh, at somebody. I, that's what I'd say. I, right? <laughs> we know you would, Sarah. <laughs> I would not mince any words. I, I think you would add a few words. I, I probably would. <laughs> Ones that we can't repeat. <laughs> but we would. That are not PG. <laughs> <laughs> but we would probably come in and just be like, hey, guys, she's in love with this dress. Can let's we, be on board. Let's, let's be on board with her and make her happy because at the end of the day, this is her day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And usually that turns things around. You'll be surprised when a consultant comes in with that stern face and says that, uh -huh. how they'll come in. They'll be like, you know what? I actually, I really love it. And it just turns things around and it helps. So having a good consultant and a good team backing you can yeah. make all the difference. That, that's so great. Man. Yeah. I wish I could just do it all over again. Because oh, girl, this come is on why in. We're in the business. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Girl, come in. We'll treat you. Up. <laughs> you know, like we'll, we'll have a fake appointment. <laughs> yeah, we'll take some pictures. We can post it. <laughs> yeah. My wedding dress did have stars on it. That's oh, cool. Did it? Mm -hmm. That is cool. Yeah, that you were a trendsetter. See, <laughs> well, see, I got married in the Lady Diana era. Oh, I love that though. They're, the pink I, sleeves are coming back. Yeah, but see, I'm not. You look at me, honey. Okay. Yeah. I mean, no. Puff sleeves, no. No. So every other girl was wearing a dress like that. And I mm -hmm. knew as much as I loved that look, it was not yeah. my look. And I wore a sheath Ooh. dress. Get it, girl. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of ahead of my yeah. time, too. See, you're ahead of your time. That's mm -hmm. right. <laughs> so we're coming to the end of our podcast. And so like our favorite thing. And, and so far, I, I think our listeners are loving it, too. Yes, they are. So it's like real life horror stories. They don't have to be horror stories. Yeah. But, you know, just scary kind of, you know, mm -hmm. stuff. But yeah. uh, I'll start because... Okay. I'm going to start. All right. <laughs> so uh, this was a very long time ago. And before, I guess, wedding dress shops or what they were, I had a bride order a dress online. And this will be, oh, no. never do this, girls. No. Never do this. And this was like pre-Rona, pre-all that things. Um, and she ordered a dress online. And I guess it came from 
another country. Yes. And what she thought was going to be a size 14 was more like a size four. Oh, my god! And gosh. she got it um, no. like two months before her wedding. Oh, my god! And so it was like disaster. But she was able to get into a local bridal store and, and find something off the rack. But that could have been really bad had it yeah. had she not been able to get that. So don't order anything offline. And I, I don't even know about bridesmaids dresses. Don't order those online. I mean, I don't know how that works mm. with bridesmaids dresses, but just I would be very leery about ordering anything online. I would be too. Feel and touch and see and right. try and right, uh, especially when you've got a, a great boutique right down the right down the road that like you get individual Park. attention from, yes. and you get a whole experience. Yes, a whole. Experience. This is something we talked about. Yeah, the experience of the dress shopping. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, it's just as all... important. It is. It really is. Yeah, it's, it's something to remember too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. What about you, Kayla? Do you want to go or you want Sarah to go? Kayla, I, I don't have one. You go right ahead, girl. <laughs> Horror stories in the business. So, I mean, I feel like we're constantly putting out fires, especially this past year. Yeah. I don't think anybody will have more fires that they put out due to the complications of Miss Rona. So the worst one was probably a designer delay. Yeah. Where the delay got pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. And then there was a coup in Myanmar oh, that, yes. where fabrics were being held hostage on the runway on planes. <laughs> um, and of course, it was this specific lace that this bride was wearing. And um, about a, six weeks before her wedding, I had to bring her into the store and say, girl, I don't know that we're going to get your dress on time. Oh. And that was like one of the worst things I've ever had to do in my career. Yeah. Um, luckily for us, first of all, she was sweet as pie. And she gave me a big hug and she was thankful that I sat and I was so working so hard to help her because I was literally calling the designer every day. But she fit our sample. Oh. oh. So she took our sample and our alterations girl that we work with took and repaired all of the imperfections with it. And then she looked stunning on her wedding day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And we got her actual dress two weeks after her wedding day. Wow. So that was the right thing to yes. do. Yeah. I can usually have a good read when the designers are dodging me. <laughs> uh, there's probably a reason when they're like, oh, um, you know, gun masked men are holding stuff hostage. Oh. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Oh my goodness. I never in a million years thought in bridal I'd have to be dealing with a Myanmar coup. But here we are. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Uh Well, we had a bride that got married at the farm who, from the time I met her and did, you know, consultation, but sometimes I see them a couple times, but sometimes I don't see them at all. So from the time she booked until the time of her wedding, she had put on quite a bit of weight. Now, I mean, it could have been health. You know, I didn't know. Right. But apparently she didn't like, the dress was still the same size as when she was 40 pounds lighter. Mm-hmm. And it was a very revealing dress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she drank too much on her wedding morning getting ready. And um, walking down the aisle, she tripped in the top. She <gasps> fell out of the top. Oh, poor thing. I, I would have never put that dress on or I would have gotten straps or something. I mean, no, I mean, it was so, she, wow. yeah, it was it's so obvious it didn't fit her. I don't know how you could have put that dress on yourself and think that you looked good in it. Does that sound? That sounds awful. I know, but it really. I mean, everybody was like, "What in the world is she thinking?" Uh, but that, then again, if she looked in the mirror and she thought that she was the most beautiful thing, that's all that matters. Yeah, yes. you know. Yeah. But um, 
Straps are not a And again, that might have just been a quilting grandma situation. Yes, that's true. (laughs) You're right. It probably would have. It could have been because it could have probably been easily fixed with a tuck and a nap. And a a professional seamstress Mm -hmm. would have said, hey, girl, I can make you some straps. Or I can put a corset on that or something. So this way you're in there good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't let my daughter walk down the aisle. They're like, (laughs) I'm sorry. I would have to say something. (laughs) I probably will be a momzilla. I'm just forewarning you both. Oh, no. As long as you're good to your daughter, that's all we care about. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was a lot of fun, guys. I felt like that was super helpful for our brides Mm -hmm. and our couples. And y'all really should come check out this store. Kayla, tell us where you're located, how they can get a hold of you, a touch with you, make your appointments, that kind of thing. So we are located off of Madison Street in Clarksville, Tennessee. Um, We are just 45 minutes outside of Nashville. If you're on the west side of Nashville, a little less than that. You can book instantly on our website. So you don't even have to call. I know a lot of us might be sitting at home on our phones, you can book instantly from there. So if you go to lavenderparkbridal.com, you can find out all of our designers and you can book instantly straight from there. Oh, you have Facebook, awesome. you have Instagram. Yeah, Instagram is actually my main uh, social media of choice. So if you go follow us on Instagram at just Lavender Park Bridal, um, you can see everything that we're doing. Awesome. That's good. Yeah. You know where to find us. That's Ruff- right. Ruffled Willow, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Burdock Farms, Instagram. Facebook, sort of TikTok. <laughs> oh, that's going to be the death of me, TikTok. Do you oh TikTok, Kayla? Um, not professionally. <laughs> do any of us do it professionally? Because yes. when I look at it, it looks kind of crazy to me. <laughs> Yours looks good, Danielle, though. I was about to say. Yours looks no, really good. It's so stuff on there. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> It's a rough world, that TikTok world. Isn't it? <laughs> it is. <laughs> Maybe I'll figure it out yeah, someday. Yeah. I feel like those memes, have you seen them, where it's like you have a Facebook person and uh-huh. an Instagram and a TikTok uh-huh. and they get crazier and crazier. Yes, that's the truth. <laughs> like your Absolutely. Facebook is like professional and like for your grandma. Right. And then like your Instagram is for like your true ideal people. And yes. TikTok, you just get crazy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So who are we going to have next time? So we have actually have Ezel. So we've got the Ezel Film Company coming to talk to us next time. I'm excited about yeah. that. And, and we've got Prim and Proper. We've got Courtney and I think Corey might come. Courtney and Corey Smith. Oh, that'll be good. Yeah, we're going to talk specifically about backyard weddings with them. Oh. Wow. That'll, that'll be fun. Logistics and all the ins and outs and they're pros at that. So mm-hmm. we'll, They are pros. We'll get lots of knowledge from them from that. That's all right. Well, join us next time on our podcast, Not Your Pinterest Wedding. We look forward to seeing you. Yep. See you then. <laughs> <laughs>